What is up, everybody? Welcome to Ben's Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. I'm Rose Collins here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you, like, actually live, Noah. We're, we're really live. <laughs> yeah, doing something a little different today, Con. We're doing a live podcast during the um, second half of the Warriors-Celtics game that is going on right now. Um, it's... Golden State 56 to Boston 70 currently. Uh, Boston had a really good first half. Scored a ton of points in the paint. Um, the Warriors haven't looked great tonight. They've really just been getting like... They just look a little less athletic than the Celtics tonight. Um, they split the first two, Colin. Celtics win game one um, off, the ba- off the back of an amazing role player. Um performance from the Celtics. Uh, that was one of our X factors going into this series, Con was that, you know, Marcus Smart, Derek White, Al Horford, they were all going to have to play well. Um, and they did that in game one. I believe they hit 15 of 26 threes. They were combined. Um, and then in game two, Con, they did not do that well. <laughs> they did not, uh, they did not play as well as they did in game one. And the Warriors came out and just kind of blitzed the Celtics. Uh, beat him in game two, and now here we are calling a game three, 58 to 72 Boston with 10 minutes left in the third. Oh, hey, you're a little bit ahead of me, which is fine. We'll deal with that. Shit, um, yeah, I was just grabbing my rice. Doing this live, you know, it's really going to be different now. I feel like we can we can yeah. be a little bit less calculated here. You know, we can really just let yeah, it fly out. You know, handle. a little bit less formal of a, you know, our, our Sunday episodes, Colin, are very uh, business. Business, you know, we're coming to we're coming to do Yo, something. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got things. Um, oh man, I could put like a minute and a half behind you. Um, so you can commentate on the game then. Okay, yeah, because you'll so, you'll so not spoil stuff for you. Uh, I just saw yeah. us go seventy two fifty eight. Um, Rob Williamson, what a what a couple of blocks! This guy plays defense like no other. Look at this oh, call. Yeah. Third quarter that we pointed out was going to be very important in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, the Warriors have great third quarters. The Celtics do not have very good third quarters, and they just flashed a graphic that the Warriors have are outscoring the Celtics through the first two games, seventy three to thirty eight in the third quarter. <laughs> That's absurd. That's absurd. Um, game which means game even one, in the first the Celt- game that they lost, they blew them out. Yes, game one, the Warriors had another fantastic third quarter cone, and then an absolute failure of a fourth yeah. quarter. And then in game two, oh, they yeah. also had. So this is a very, this is a pivotal third quarter right here, Con. It's six, 64 to 72 now. The Warriors have cut it down to eight. Yeah. Um, like, if this, if you're the Celtics, this is like your stand you have to make if you want to win this game. This series, really. I mean,. You, you know that, oh my god, Steph Curry, this man. This man is just good. Do we... Jalen Brown, through game threes, Colin, out of everyone in this series, is averaging the most points. He averages 30 points per game um, in game threes so far through the playoffs. Interesting. I mean, Tatum, like, I'm not going to say he put up like a stinker in the first half, but like, Jalen Brown Tatum averages like 19. Tatum's averaging 19 through game threes. Dude, we've, we've, like, I've been talking about it. Like, Jason Tatum is not the finals MVP the Celtics win this right now. I mean, maybe it turns around here. I wanted to, I wanted to put a bet down, Colin, that Al Horford was going to win finals MVP. Yeah, I am. You know, I didn't, I didn't do it, but I kind of wanted to. No. But Jalen Brown's been playing very well, Colin. I mean, you know, think about it. Like, they they can't play together. Can the Celtics really ever win a championship with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on the court together? I don't think so. They really should. I mean, at this point, like, it's, it's getting ridiculous. Oh. I, uh... I'm cooking up in the studio apartment for just a couple months right now, and I, I brought the bare essentials with me. This uh, I cooked up some veggies and rice. You know what? 
I I don't have like an actual pot. I just have a single pan, and I, I did not cook this rice correctly. <laughs> you know, this... rice isn't the easiest thing to cook right. I uh, I was definitely on like a um, eating out binge there mm-hmm. for a little, like just not cooking at my own house, and yeah. I started cooking again. Uh, you know, just like simple shit, but it tastes yeah. like so much better. I'm not kidding. I um, I buy these a... like ninety these packets of white rice that you can buy at like Kroger, mm-hmm. like, and they're like you heat them up for like ninety seconds and then you just have oh, white rice. It's pretty Al fire. Warford. Al Warford, what a dog! I love those passes. The full court passes. First commercial break about it. First commercial yeah. break, Colin, so we can get to some of the um, other topics you know we wanted to talk about. And I think the first topic that we have to address, Colin, is Quinn Snyder deciding to step down from the head coach role of the Utah Jazz, Colin. That he did. That he did. And uh, this was not a surprise to any of us, really, right? Like, we no. we knew this was coming for a while. Donovan not happy. The Jazz have, I mean, more or less since Donovan Mitchell has come into the league, this is what the Jazz have done. Like, Mm-hmm. basket bounce in the second round. And it's it's been this kind of core, you know, you've had Mike Conley come in for a couple seasons, but it, it's been Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And, you know, I, I hate to be that guy, but it it doesn't work. It, uh, it simply does not work. There's just something about them. It's maybe the price point that you're paying Rudy Gobert at, which I still think was justified for the Jazz at the time. It made a lot of sense. Gobert offensively has taken a, a pretty steep drop off from where he mm-hmm. had been, you know. And defensively, you know, he's, he was winning Defensive Player of the Year very deservedly for a long time there. And you know, this uh, the small ball evolution teams figuring out how to play big guys like that off the court. I mean, his value just it plummeted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, it's gonna be interesting, Colin, because one of the candidates that the Jazz was most were interested in interviewing was Terry Stotts, the old coach of the Blazers. Mm-hmm. And that would maybe be the most hilarious hire of all time, Colin, because whatever coach they hire, Colin, I'll tell you exactly mm-hmm. how I think this is gonna go in my brain. Right. Um, whatever coach they hire, Colin. He that coach is gonna gonna want to get their shot with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Like he's gonna want to say like you know give me a chance to mm-hmm. let see if I can work these guys together. And same thing's gonna happen, Con. They're gonna win a bunch of regular season games. They're gonna go to the playoffs. They're gonna lose because of Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And then Donovan Mitchell, who right now is untouchable. The Jazz have been take haven't been taking calls on him. But they have been taking calls on Rudy Gobert, which is a good sign. Mm-hmm. But if they don't trade Rudy Gobert in this offseason, Colin, Donovan Mitchell is just going to ask to, like, leave. Yeah. I have to go big bite there. Um, <laughs> which is, I mean, if you're a team like the Jazz, you know you're not a free agent destination. You're just not. If you can't keep Donovan Mitchell happy... You're, there's no chance that you can win a championship. I mean, it's, it's going to be like up. it's going to be like ten years till you get the next Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky, I mean, think about it. That man was drafted like 13th overall. He was like tail under yeah. the lottery. Yeah. Um. So why? Why? Like they should be doing everything in their power to make him happy. And making him happy just means you're putting a better team around him, which you should be doing anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got this Rudy Gobert contract. I'm interested to see what teams want to want to go after him. Just and off to, like the short list, con of interest that mm-hmm. I've seen, it seems to be like the Mavs would be interested, the Raptors would be interested, and the Bulls may be interested. Yeah, I really don't want the Bulls to go after that. It just... If if you could give them like, uh, like so if they asked for Mooch, Kobe White in a first, you wouldn't trade that for Rudy Gobert. Oh, a hundred percent. Why would they ask for that? 
Okay, they wouldn't, but... I saw a trade today where it was Vooch, Lonzo, and a first for Rudy Gobert. And I was like, come on. No, I would, right now, I'm taking Lonzo over Rudy Gobert. Straight up. I think that Same. what Lonzo can do as a perimeter defender, what he did as the engine of our offense, his three-point shooting... I think Lonzo has, like, all-star potential. I really do. Um, we'll see how healthy he can stay healthy. Get the fuck out of here. Derek White just just got noped by Mr. Wiggins. Um, yeah, I know we're, we're, we're back, so we're kind of derailing the, uh, the Jazz conversation. But it's they're kind of at a point where... Do you need that second superstar, like real scoring threat superstar? You know, we see teams like the Celtics. Like you've got a guy who's arguably as good defensively, if not better, in Rob Williams, who they're paying four and a half million a year. I mean, granted, they, they drafted really well to get him there, but defensively, I just i I think it's so much of an overpay to be paying a, not a super max, but a max to Rudy Gobert. I mean, he's going to get played off the court. You know, build a team defense around your superstars and then go for it. Don't don't pay somebody to be the anchor of your defense if they can't offer anything else. I definitely agree with that. Like, I don't think Rudy Gobert should be getting paid as much as he is. But then you think about it, Colin, and you think, like, the teams that are interested, and it's the Raptors, the Mavs, potentially the Bulls, all these teams that are looking to be good right now. Mm-hmm. And you think about, like, just how much Rudy Gobert, like, he's one of the, like, very few players in the league, Colin, that can just immediately raise your defensive floor by, like, yeah, you know, like he would turn any of those teams into, like, much better versions of them teams. So, like, he is valuable. Yeah. I would love to see him work with Aluka, honestly. Like, yeah. I don't I don't know. He hasn't ever, he hasn't really had the most dynamic of playmakers um, yeah. around him in Utah, but he also doesn't really have much of an offensive game. Uh, but I would be very interested in seeing Rudy Gobert make a move here. Um, but the Jazz are just not going to get – like, like you said, Colin, they need that second superstar, but they're not going to get that in a Rudy Gobert yeah. return kind of package at this point. Like, I think best-case scenario would be OG and getting somehow getting OG back from the Raptors in any mm-hmm. kind of trade. Oh, I wouldn't hate that. that. And that's the kind of... I saw a trade, and it was OG, Gary Trent Jr., and a first for Rudy. Hmm. That seems like a lot to give up from the Raptors point yeah. where when the Raptors really need depth. Yeah. Yeah, and they need these young guys to grow. Yeah, I don't know. The Mavs seem like the best because now I'm 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 trying to think like what is the ideal situation for Rudy Gobert? Like look at it that way. Is it a place like Dallas where you don't Luca's only facilitating. I mean, Mike Conley is a good NBA point guard, but I, I think Dallas is the best situation for him, Colin, because he can, he can like, the offense. He can honestly just kind of be forgot on offense. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. the, the teams are so worried about stopping Luca, which the Jazz don't really have. Like, Donovan Mitchell is very good, Connie's very good at scoring, but Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. like, still needs to be a part of that offense where you yeah. could see Rudy Gobert functioning in a Mavs offense where Luka's got the majority of the shots and you would mm-hmm. imagine Luka would be setting Rudy Gobert up for much easier yeah. shots. And the Mavs definitely have the cap space for that. And they also have the shooters. Yeah. Well, if they can keep. I mean, Jalen Brunson, I think, is going to make a lot of money this offseason. I think Jalen Brunson would have to go to the Jazz and some kind of sign and trade to actually make the trade work, unless the Jazz would take like Tim Hardaway and a shit ton of firsts. 
Which, why, yeah, why would you do that? If you're trying to win now, why would you just be like, yeah, sure, Donovan, we'll draft some fourth graders in the future? Give us a give us a score update, Colin. And I got eighty-two seventy-three. Auto Porter in the corner, hands off to Clay. Clay back to the top of the key. Auto Porter to Andrew Wiggins. Dribble drive. Jarek White, offensive Ooh. foul. Stop it! Stop it! How much time left in the third? Five thirty-one. How was my play-by-play there? Is that decent? I ten more seconds of it, and I might have turned off my computer. <laughs> Play-by-play is a God-given talent. And, and you're saying God did not gift me that? You know... Eh. <laughs> you already said it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one of those things, like, being an announcer, too, you just have to have a voice. Like, if you have a shitty voice, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's something you can do. Oh, Steph with the end one three. Oh my gosh, Steph is so good. Alright, should we should we have the legacy conversation? Is that where we move next? The legacy of Steph Curry? Yeah, the legacy of uh Wardell Stephen Curry. He's um <sighs> He's one of them. I gotta pull up my top ten list because if he wins this one, he's going into the top ten. I think. Yeah. What do you? Would you? Has he passed KD or no in your mind? Yo, I know KD's time. in your top ten. I'm. I'm really. That's where I've been struggling. Because I really think that that KD is just like other than LeBron, he's the best player I've watched in my lifetime. I really believe that. He's just so good. And yeah. I don't know. It this is just such a weird NBA finals for me. Because the I I don't know what it is in my mind. Like neither of these teams are as elite as I've felt about teams in the finals in the past. Like, since maybe the 2019 Raptors, who, now I, I mean, I still looked at them as like, you know, like, it just, it, it there's a different feeling behind these two teams. Something to the idea that they, they are flawed, they have flaws. They aren't these unstoppable super teams. If Steph Curry has been very good in this playoffs, he has not been elite in these playoffs. The Warriors have just played fantastic team basketball, whereas last year we had Giannis doing Giannis things, and I really thought that the Suns were a real generational team. So it's it's a weirder, you know, like, not all rings are created equal, Noah. That's mm-hmm. that's fair. Mm-hmm. But you lose that over time. You know? Like, when we look back at... I don't know. Like, some of like the 90s Bulls teams. Right? When they beat up on the Trailblazers. <laughs> going into that series, I don't think anybody thought the Trailblazers had a chance. Like, the Bulls beat the teams in the Eastern Conference, and then it was like, alright, this is a cakewalk. Um, but you forget about that now, you know, legacy time goes on MJ one, one six. So right now, while I might feel like this, this one's different because stuff's not actively beating LeBron for the ring. It's, uh, it's a ring and he's the best player, you know, yeah. KD, I... KD's been in better situations than this, I really believe. And, and not one. So what does that say? This is definitely, like, a gritty ring for Steph. Um, yeah. I really do think, especially with the way that, like, uh, when you, when you like, put it into the narrative of how the last two years went con with Steph missing a bunch of games mm-hmm. with a broken hand in the first season and then the Warriors also being, you know, hurt by injuries in the second season, just how terrible they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, 
just seeing them get back to here, which I, I think a lot of people call it. Do people like not like the Warriors, Colin? I, I'm a Warriors fan here. I'm rooting for the Warriors. Stop the lead. The Warriors are... I, I did not like the Warriors when they had KD, Colin, but really, who did? That wasn't on the Warriors. You know, that was on KD. <laughs> well, as a LeBron hater, I mean, the Warriors are probably my second least favorite team in the league, but I root oh, for them every God. single finals run. Well, not the Raptors. I won the Raptors one. Oh, Al Horford did a big man rebound, and big man miss as well. Give us a score update. 82-80. Celtics are up two. Big, big third quarter from the there. Warriors. Yeah. JT coming back in. Is is Tatum mid? 27-14 to 14 so far, Colin, outscoring in the third quarter. What you forget is it's not just their offense here. Like, Jason defensively, they shut down. Jason Middham, yeah, that's what I was going for. Tatum in. Doesn't roll off the tongue quite the same. Oh, Steph. Can we tell the listeners how our one friend, um, Mr. Daniel, says Jason Tatum's name? Yes, I was about to say it. And say it. so embrace debate. Is it Tatum, or is it really Jason Tatum? Like Nicholas Batum? Because... Because now that I think about it, like, Nicholas Batum, that sounds so stupid. Jason Tatum, I don't know. I don't know. There's something it's, there now. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah? You think so? Give think us a so. sore update, Colin. Um, Steph just hit that three, so it's 83, 82. Yeah. This man... This man's doing it. I do enjoy that these games have been relatively close for all but basically one quarter of basketball. Oh, Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. No, I I really do believe this series goes seven. That's probably yeah. And I want it so bad. Although I hated the outcome, 26, the last game seven in NBA Finals was probably the best game of basketball I've watched in maybe my life. Mm-hmm. Other than game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, like 2012, when the Bulls beat the Heat. Yeah. But that's, that's a little different. Uh, another commercial break, Colin, so I can... Um... Bleach Report came yeah. out with an article, Con. It was top landing spots for Jazz, Donovan Mitchell of Utah Trade Star Guard. Do you want to hear some of them? Number one's going to be the Lakers. Like, 100%. No. The Lakers are not on me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wait, Pam, they nothing. I love... There's nothing I love more than the idea that Russell Westbrook is basically not letting LeBron compete for a ring. Again this year. Um, oh yeah, Lakers hired Darwin Ham, uh, Milwaukee Bucks assistant. Uh, probably not going to work out. I hope they give Darwin Ham enough time to actually fix the gigantic mess that the Lakers have created. They won't. Uh, but this first trade, Colin, mm-hmm. it's with the New York Knicks. They're Come giving on, the God. Jazz R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly. Evan Fournier for salary, and a 2024 first-round pick for Donovan Mitchell. I would say no to that. If you're the Jazz? Yeah. I like R.J. Barrett, but no way. No way. This second one, If I'm blowing it up, I need, like, draft capital off the ass. Yeah, R.J. Barrett's going to be good, but he's not going to be Donovan Mitchell good. The second one, Colin, um, is the Miami Heat, Tyler mm-hmm. Hero, Duncan Robinson, Omer Yurtsevin, a 2022 first-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick swap for Donovan Mitchell. Again, I like Tyler Hero, but nah. Yeah. Tyler. Especially with after what Duncan Robinson has done. I mean, I might what? like R.J. Barrett more than Tyler Hero, no cap. Uh, it's probably close. 
but Duncan Robinson at this point could almost be like a contract dump. Yeah, he's, <laughs> like like a he, he's like 28 years old, making 20 mil a year. No. <laughs> For a guy uh, this third one, Colin. This third one's actually kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's with the Atlanta Hawks. It's John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, a 2022 first-round pick, and a 2024 first-round pick. That is by far the best offer. That one's yeah. interesting. The Jazz, the Hawks just going Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young backcourt. <laughs> I mean, they're like, fuck it. Like, you better score 120 points because we're averaging a buck 20 a game. <laughs> But we're going to be Swiss cheese on defense. Um, and oh, and then they have one. They have this last one, and it's yeah. with the Pacers. Mm. Malcolm Brogdon, Buddy Heald, um, this year's number five pick, twenty twenty three first round pick swap, and a twenty twenty four first round pick for Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal. This would be if you're blowing it up. I mean. That's the best deal. Number five pick in this draft, plus yeah. Brogdon and Heald. I was the Pacers. And pick swap I mean, I'd say game? yes, I guess. So then, <laughs> wait, so then you're, if you're the Pacers, then you're running Tyrese, Donovan, whatever TJ Leaf decides to do. Probably, or TJ we'd, try, Warren, we'd TJ. probably try and resign TJ Warren, and then we'd have yeah. Miles and O'Shea Brissett. Um, and not, but then we have a bunch of cap this summer, so. Well, wouldn't it just get Donovan? No, because we're trading Brogdon um, and oh. Buddy Heald. Fine, whatever. Then Royce O'Neal, you can't forget about Royce O'Neal. Man, oh, yeah. I mean, if they really wanted to blow it up, like, that seems like the best option, right? Yeah. And then you trade Rudy Gobert for first-round picks, too. Mm-hmm. Not bad. No, it's really not bad. I uh, I still don't think you blow it up though. You try I mean, if you can avoid it. Yeah, because like going back, like the Mavs like him, but there's nobody on the Mavs that maybe Jalen Brunson, but like the Mavs, Mavs would like, be giving really up a lot better? of firsts. Yeah. So I don't and then think you got to turn around, and, but you would have to turn around and use those first to go get somebody else. Yeah, and they probably try and get like Jeremy Grant. <laughs> yeah, like hey Donovan, we got you, Jeremy Grant. Win us the finals now. Do it, do it, Jeremy. And we're starting Hassan Whiteside at center because <laughs> you wanted the giant Frenchman out of here, the guy who was really good at defense. <laughs> oh. Hassan Whiteside's so funny to me. I mean, like, three years ago, that man was, like, basically defensive player of the year, and now he's playing, like, eight minutes a game. Yeah. Remember when Andre Jovan went to the Lakers last year and you said it was over, his raps? Yeah. Oh! I was right. Yeah, I mean, like, in the exact opposite way. Ooh. In 985, John Brown calling for the uh, the replay on the pool fast break. I'm interested to see how this pans out. That is not a foul. Oh, they called the edge foul. This cat ran kind of close. Hand. No, he doesn't. That one. I don't know if my like aspect ratio is fucked up. Like I couldn't see the top of the ball. You gotta get that aspect ratio right, bro. Exercise. Normal. Yep. No, 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 I don't like that. I hate that. Alright. It was fine. Now it. Are you watching this on cable? Yeah, yes, sir. 
Thanks to my parents. Shout out mama and pops. They actually, my parents actually don't pay for like sports channels because they don't watch sports. So like we don't have ESPN and it's a real hassle. How are you watching on cable then? If you don't have ESPN, you have um, ABC. So a- ABC has a yeah, ABC has like exclusive rights to the finals. Oh, see, I only stream and I just go to the ESPN app, so I forget that ABC is the one like broadcasting this. Yeah. The TNT crew is so much better. They really are. I was I I got I went on a binge the other day of just funny like Charles Barkley and Shaq oh, moments so easy. and like, dude, Shaq might be like, he's like, he's low key like a role model for how I want to live my life. He's so funny, but he's also like, he does a lot to like give back. It's actually oh yeah, he's very he's humble. a great businessman too. You know, outside of is it Papa John's? There's a Domino's. Papa John's. It's Papa John's. He, he like owns Papa. <laughs> yeah, but like he owns more Papa John's than like anybody else, but like maybe Papa. That's crazy. Oh, Clay Thompson, you dirty dog. That, that was a big three right there by Clay Thompson. That was huge. That's that a momentum huge. killer. Play with twenty five, dude. Oh, kick ball, fuck you. We got a yeah. good game on our hands here, Colin. We have a very good game. And a lot of rice left. <laughs> you make one cup of rice? How much rice you make? Um, I mean, not, don't be an apple. How many cups you make? Um, sorry, I walked away, but it's more about all the veggies I put in. That's really what Oh. Um, commercial break here, Con. 89-93, going into the fourth quarter here. Celtics up four, big game three. Um, one of our other topics we wanted to cover, Con, was that the Charlotte Hornets fired James Barreca, um, which you and I both talked about, Con, as being a possibility. Um, and now we're on the lookout for a new coach. Um, they're really down to, be t- to two people already, Con. Um, Kenny Atkinson, uh, former coach of the Nets, and Mike D'Antoni, former coach of the Rockets, also a former Nets assistant. Um, and the Suns. Yeah, and the Suns. Um, Kenny Atkinson, gone. his last job was on the Nets. He Then the Nets signed KD and Kyrie, and they said, we don't want Kenny Atkinson, and they kind of booted him. Um, mm-hmm. After, you know, fizzling out in Houston, um, D'Antoni decided to leave that job, went to be a Suns assistant for a year, and I believe, or went to be a Nets assistant for a year, and then I believe... Nets assistant, some kind of con- No, it was a Nets. Was it Nets. He was under Steve Nash. Sorry. Um, and then he went to some kind of consulting role for the Suns this season gone, I believe, um, and now is looking to get back to be a head coach. Um, who who would you want to see, Colin, between those two as the next coach of the Charlotte Hornets? Who, Colin, they have number 13 and number 15 in this upcoming draft. They already have LaMelo Ball. Um, yeah. They need to re-sign Miles Bridges. It's a, it's one of the better coaching opportunities in the league, Colin. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Kenny Atkinson, for sure. I mean, the job he did with that, like, D'Lo, Spencer, Dinwiddie, Jarrett Allen team, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a lot of young talent that is all, for the most part, doing very, very well across the league. I mean... Spencer Dinwiddie with the Mavs this year. I mean, they make the conference finals run. Jared Allen's an all-star now with the Cavs. Um, Harris Levert, I mean, before he went down, he was looking really good. Um, trying to think about it. And then D'Lo, I mean, D'Lo's D'Lo, but he made him into an all-star that year. I just think that this guy with young talent is the best option. Mike D'Antonio is a good coach. He invented the eight-minute offense. Or eight-second offense. The eight-minute offense. Eight-minute offense. Yeah, he's a football coach. Uh, I just, I, I think we're, I think we're done with D'Antoni. You know, I think you kind of, as a coach, you've got a window, um, unless you're, you're one of those like real elite coaches. Yet, like we see it with like Tibbs. You know, like you fall into your tricks after a while. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it works for a little mm-hmm. bit until it just doesn't work at all. Um, you know, I, I think it takes a, yeah. a guy who's a little bit more agile with it, 
a guy that's willing to adapt a little bit more. And then more than anything with that team, I mean, just relate to them. Bring that team together. Let them buy in. And I think that it's much easier to buy into Kenny Atkinson than it is to buy into Mike D'Antoni right now. All due respect. Yeah, and like you said, Colin, he knows, how to, he knows how to maximize his guard play um, yeah. with the season, you know, that D-Lo and Spencer did what he had. Um, yeah. I would definitely hire um, Kenny Atkinson over Mike D'Antoni for the exact same reasons you said, Colin. Um, but like I said, the Hornets do have number 13 and number 15 in this upcoming draft con, so you got to hope that they can draft a center this year. Um, yeah. Because they kind of botched, botched both of their draft picks last year, Colin. Who did they even take last year? James Booknight and then Kai Jones, center out of Texas. Wow, yeah. I mean, I didn't even hear Kai Jones' name all year, and we scour for people that play 20 minutes on a random Tuesday night. So He spent basically the entire season in the G League along with James Booknight, um, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, Colin, because rookie big men yeah. tend to usually have a pretty hard time transitioning um, to the league. You know, just in their first year, rookie big men tend to struggle Um and so I, you know, I don't see a problem with that, but I, it's weird that he didn't get any minutes at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, a guy like Isaiah Jackson, who, you know, the Pacers are in a different kind of situation than the Hornets, but, Mm -hmm. um, we took him similar position, uh, draft position to where the Hornets take Kai Jones and we give, you know, Isaiah Jackson doesn't play a ton in the first half, but then in the second half of the season, he plays a lot and he shows that he's like, you know, kind of ready to play NBA ball. Um, and we would have never got to know that unless actually seeing him play. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. And, and you make the point, too. Like, the Hornets were making a playoff push. They were right there. They were in the mix for a while this year. I mean, Dude, they, a dream pickup for them, Colin, would be number at 13. They could somehow get Mark Williams, the guy out of Duke. Oh. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. That dude's talented. That dude's talented as hell. Um, we should we should get on our um, draft prospect game. We should start really uh, really doing the deep dives. Yeah, I'll start that at yeah. work. I do there's a low key a lot of there's low key a lot of fun guys on this draft. Um, I mean it's a deep draft. I know a decent amount about it so far, but yeah, it's one of those ones where the lottery. Like, the late lottery um, to, like, pick 20 is going to be the most interesting part of the draft con because it's going to be, like, the guys could be, like, flip-flopped all between there at the end of the year. So some team may get really lucky and some teams may get not very lucky. Yeah. I mean, other than I've been seeing, a, the, I've been seeing a lot like of mock drafts con of A.J. Yeah. Griffin to the Pelicans. I love A.J. Griffin. That would I'm be a, a disgusting fan. pickup. Oh, Marcus Smart. That was stupid. You didn't mean to do that. I kind of want the pace. I wouldn't mind the Pacers taking AJ Griffin at five. I again. think that I think he's going to be really good. I watched a decent amount of Duke games this year. That stroke he has, oh man! Oh, Draymond Green, what a play! So his dad, Con, was actually mentioned as like one of the candidates being interviewed for the. Um... Oh, what was it? No, I think the Blazers hired Adrian Griffin. AJ Griffin's dad is like an yeah. assistant. And they've picked number seven. <laughs> Says something, doesn't it? That, that would be a good pickup for that team, too. What do the Blazers do in free agency? They're interested in Zach Levine. They're interested in Bradley Beal. They're also interested in DeAndre Ayton. Marcus Smart? No. Oh, stupid. Oh, you can't call that on the mitten. That was ball. You know, Gary Payton's like 28, 29. Yeah. And he applied applied to be a video coordinator for the Warriors um, after his last G G League contract ended because he didn't get another opportunity um, just so he could be around the team. You know, just had the potential chance that they would give him a contract or something. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's insane. 
He's with this close to just being in the film room like us. Dude, this new Buzz Lightyear movie that's coming out kind of looks awesome. Kind of want to go see it. I'm a big Toy Story guy, so... Yeah, I'm I'm in. I kind of want to go see the new Top Gun. Dude, so I haven't seen the first Top Gun. Everybody that's seen it says it's amazing. I watched it for the first time last week. The original Top Gun? Yeah, and it's like... It's fine, you know, like, I feel like action movies can only be so good, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's, there is a max thing that I can get out of them, and if you can give me that thing, I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah, like, um, it was good, it was a good action movie, like, for the time that it was made, it's a really good movie, and the soundtrack is, like, iconic. I know there's, like, some iconic scenes with, like, the volleyball and shit like that, but, um, yeah, everybody says, my, my brother's already seen the movie twice in theaters, and he was trying to convince me to go a third time. I couldn't go, like, I would have gone, I just couldn't. But, he's... Three times seeing Top Gun Maverick. He loves it. I was trying to ask him, because he was... He was debating his head. He's like, I don't know. And he was kind of a movie buff. He was like, I don't know if I can call it like the movie of the year because, like, the Batman was, like, objectively a better movie. But, like, I've, like, been dying to watch this movie, Top Gun. And so he's like, I just, I don't know which one's the movie of the year. And I was like, well, you know, the audience is waiting. You better figure it the fuck out, kid. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. uh, another commercial break here, Con. Game getting a little bit out of hand. 102-91 Warrior Celtic, Celtics Warriors right now. Um, one of the other things that was probably the biggest piece of news, Con, came by the way of John Hollinger reported that DeAndre Aiden has likely played his last game in a Suns mm-hmm. uniform, Con. That's kind of crazy. I mean, I don't You think that this dude? All right, can, can we go here first? What if everybody in the world wasn't so stupid and realized that Luka Doncic was Luka Doncic uh, right away? Devin Booker and and Luka Doncic, like, are they being crowned their second ring right now? I don't Maybe. Know. I would change the whole timeline because then. Maybe they don't get McCall. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't get Chris Paul. Yeah. But no, I'd probably still take Luka. Yeah. Maybe. I think Luka's in my top ten player of all time, Con. I think I'm just going to slot him in at, like, number four. And just, like, cryo-freeze myself for, like, 20 years in the future and see if he's there. Uh, I'll let you know. I'll wake you up. Uh, oh, will will Luca finish as a top ten player of all time? I was about to ask who do you think finishes higher, Giannis or Luca? <sighs> That's tough. You know where I stand on this. I mean, Luca has the talent. Giannis already has the resume. Like Giannis is top twenty already, top fifteen maybe. I think Giannis is top, top 15. fifteen. Yeah, I think it's so tough too because like I was watching some uh, some. Uh, Hakeem highlights the other day. I'm like, dude, you forget about that man just because he was like in the middle of Mike. But this was like an MVP. Led two teams to NBA Finals back to back years. Beats like Shaq and Penny Magic. Like these weren't like bum ass teams. Then like those really dominant New York Knicks. Like when the Garden was the Garden. Um. All right, it's not the MSG. Uh, And I feel like people forget about him all the time. And they have very similar resumes, Giannis and Hakeem, like right now. Obviously, Giannis has a lot more to play, but they're very similar resumes. Giannis getting that first one off his back, Colin, that first championship is like... Yeah. It's crazy that, like... 
it's crazy that he's only like one one, and that he's already there. Like in our minds, calling it top fifteen. That's because that speaks to like you know, just how dominant he has been for this like period so far. Yeah, I mean, he's about to find the NBA. I, I don't think Probably. that's compatible. Grant Williams has something to say about that. Does he? I'll see it in like two months. Oh my god, Steph Curry is so good. I'm going to say Celtics kind of hold them in a loss here. 104.96. Sorry, Colin, spoiler, but seven minutes, no, 24 no seconds times. left. Wait, how much time left do you have? 7.36 now. Oh, wow. Last spoiler for game, sorry. No, it's okay, you're good. This is why you get live cable, bud. Yeah, well, maybe. I did, uh... I had to stop notifications on my phone for, like, White Sox score updates, which I used to love. But, oh my god, I just saw the stuff for everything. Holy shit. Um, because I would get notifications, like, as I was watching, and then it would happen, like, two minutes later. And I was like, well, this shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Your Brewers are doing pretty well. What'd you say? Sorry, you cut out there for a second. No, sorry, I said your Brewers are doing pretty well this year. Yeah, they are. They're hitting really well, which um, is literally why we lost last year because we had it. We just weren't hitting well, and hitting so yeah. hot and cold, like no big time. The Brewers have a pretty good baseline con of like they can of how good they can be just because of how good their pitching is. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just like it. You just they just got to be hot at the right time going into the playoffs. Like that's all I really care about at this point. I mean, that's like. <laughs> Battle. I was in a, I was, I, I'm in a fantasy baseball league con, and I started the season off zero and four, and then my team just started going off. Like Rizzo was carrying my team early because he was having a yeah. really good start this season, and Bryce Harper's been playing really well as of late, and I'm yeah. four and four now. <laughs> I'm oh, like reinvigorated. Well. Um, the White Sox con, you know, your boys, my secondary boys. Yeah. Um. Mm. Bit of a sad season so far. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Lance Lynn hasn't pitched a game. We're going to turn it around. Why has Tony LaRusso not been fired yet, Colin? Because um, he's like best friend with Jerry Reinsworth. And that's like the owner of the team or who? Yeah, he, he owns the White Sox and the Bulls. Really? Um, yeah. So... LaRusso was actually the head coach of the White Sox back in the 70s. We were pretty good then. He was pushed for a while, and we fired him. Oh, wow, I haven't seen a lane violation in a minute, but yeah, that, that was a lane violation. Um, yeah, he was a manager back in like the 70s. They fired him. Roger sacked him. And then he went on to coach the A's and win a ring or two with the A's. In, like, the Ricky Henderson kind of era. And then with the Cardinals. And then it's been out of baseball. And now he's just, like, fucking old and not a good coach. His just, like, his, like, lineup making con is so bad. So bad. Yeah, so bad. He's in love with Larry Garcia. He was just terrible. That was a foul. Like, I I don't know how the whole hitting lineup really works on baseball. Like, I know you want your best guys, at, like your speedy guy at first, or your guy who gets on base a lot at first, and like your best hitters mm-hmm. at like three, four, five. But dude, he regularly hits Andrew Vaughn in like the seventh or eighth slot every game. Yeah, which is so and, like, annoying. Andrew Vaughn's literally the White Sox like best hitter this season so far. Well, I mean, Tim Anderson, but Tim's out right now. But, yeah. Cold is growing. No, no, I was so sad. Tim was out I want to go to a Cubs game, actually. I've been to a bunch of Cubs games just because I live right by the stadium. They're a ton of fun. 
Is Wrigley like that good of a like that iconic of a place, Colin? Like, does it live up to like the? Uh, yeah. Like sitting in the bleachers is. It's it. Dude, we should go to a game at Wrigley. Dude, I mean, we'd have like any time. I am a stone's throw away. It's easy, easy money. I don't know if I should be saying where I live on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me your address. I mean, you already said where you live, basically. Yeah. 1945 East 32nd Street. Okay, okay. No, that's in New York, idiot. Oh, gosh, darn it. No, I'm going to be honest. It feels like it, we've been talking for like a really long time. And usually, if we're, like, 50 minutes into a pod, I feel like we have, like, 20 minutes left of things we have to say, and it's flown by. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That does, it does feel like that. Like, I'm sitting here looking at it, like, wow, we've been recording a long time. And I'm, like, sitting How here long? Like, uh, 52 minutes. Holy. Um... Yeah, interesting. No. I'm going to answer again. What'd you say? So I said go on a tangent, I gotta pay. Okay, I'll go on a tangent. Um, so this one time Colin existed as a human. What can I go on a tangent about? You know, I do got some NBA news, some Instagram posts up. I can just go through those. Um, J.R. Smith was named the North Carolina A&T Academic Athlete of the Year with a 4.0 GPA. Um, shout out to J.R. Smith. Did not let finite math get in. Um, all indications point towards Kyrie Irving signing a contract extension with the Nets. Um... Phil Handy has accepted an invitation from the Lakers to be a part of Darvin Ham's coaching staff. Um, the NBA Finals returned to Boston tonight for the first time since 2010. There have been rumbles that Jazz minority owner Dwayne Wade will push for the team to hire David Fisdale as their next coach. Um, I already said this earlier, but Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, among other players of Blazers, plan to target to pair with Damian Lillard. Sharif O'Neal, son of Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal, is now eligible to be selected in the 2022 NBA Draft. He is an interesting prospect. He's actually, like, huge like his dad. He's, like, 6'10". He's a power yeah. forward that can shoot. But he hasn't really played that much yet. He had a um, massive He was supposed to play at LSU, but then he, he was supposed to play at UCLA, and then he had a really scary, like, thing with his heart that kept him out for a while. Mm. Yeah, that was it. He, like, didn't play basketball for, like, two years. He's, uh, yeah, he's got, like, a funny TikTok to, page. Yeah, and then he played last year at LSU, um, and I don't really know how that went because LSU was kind of a dumpster fire because their coach got fired, Kyle, um, yeah. towards the end of the season, but not, like, at the end of the season. So they lost a lot of recruits um, and, like, also players that were there. Um, it's a very interesting situation. Um, Did someone he declare? Will Shaq, will, Shaq um, so we... He's eligible. He's now eligible to be selected in the 2022 NBA draft. Okay. So Shaq is probably going to phone in a call, and Sharif O'Neal, if not, if he doesn't get drafted, he'll definitely be playing somewhere in the G League. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things too. This is interesting about Shaq. He like he's a big advocate that his kids do four years. So like, yeah, I yeah, I went on the Shaq rabbit hole the other night, and he was yeah. preaching that. He says his kids ain't getting any of his money. They're working yeah, for it. That's his Hall of Fame speech. That's the funniest part. I mean, like, um, points at all his kids. He's like, you're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be an engineer. And I remember, like, there was a quote from, like, his ex-wife. And she was like, yeah, my kids can do whatever they want. They came back really confused because they, they didn't want to do any of that. Which <laughs> is like the funniest thing that Jack Durgan's Hall of Fame speech is just like, I have your life planned out. This is what you're going to be. 
Celtics might run away with this one. Yeah, we might just be able to wrap this thing up early, Colin. Oh, shit. Man. Give us a score update. I got 107.96. Three seconds left. Steph with a big Man. pull up. Nope. Yeah. Well, both teams going really small at this end. Otto Porter with these crunch time minutes is uh, it's interesting. You know, this is kind of what we talked about with, with Jordan Poole really not playing at the end. I assume he comes in here soon because they'll need the offense. Ooh, you got the hiccups. I will not be able to listen to Bill Simmons' podcast for so long if the Celtics win this championship. Dude, it's already been so annoying. I I haven't been listening to him as much. I like him more during football season. Um, but I decided to listen to it for... I actually think he's better at covering football than the NFL, or the Is NBA. He? Um, Is he really? It's, I never really football, football guy. His football commentary is pretty good. Uh, like, I, it's better than his NBA, I'll tell you that. But he's such a ball, he's such a Celtics homer, it, like, is terrible. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you know, he's a Celtics fan, so, like, why wouldn't he be? But I listened to his, like, finals preview he did with Ryan Rosillo, and they were like, let's spend this, you know, segment here just talking about uh, what we think is going to happen during the finals. And they just gassed up the Celtics for like six minutes straight and then didn't say a single thing about the Warriors. I was like, fuck you. You guys just clickbaited me. I do love Ryan Rosillo, though. Ryan Rosillo is really good. He's like, he might be the best basketball analyst out there. Not even analyst, but just like favorite person mm-hmm. to hear talk about basketball. Or him or Pat Bev. Wow, we are getting on the ground here. How is at no point was that a jump ball? There were straight up half the court was on the ground. You're telling me at no point there was a jump ball? Get out of here, Paul Pierce. Go poop yourself. Oh, Draymond's about to get teed up. Oh, is Steph like down down? You're ahead of me. Is he okay? I don't know. Yeah, he's fine. Dude, Al Horford's like laying on his leg. challenge that? I don't know. The challenge system in the NBA is so bad. Dude, he lands on his foot. What are you doing, Raph? I'm doing. I'm, I'm shocked that the Warriors don't hold him back on, on stuff like this. Like they're just letting them go. Like I get it's Draymond and like you need the energy, but like everybody's just ignoring him. Finals MVP Andre Iguodala on the floor. Maybe that's what they need. They needed his MVPness. I didn't even mean to like make that joke. It just <laughs> happened to be that way. I didn't even think about that one. <laughs> I mean, you said it. Pretty point. Uh, dude, did you? Uh, did I tell you about that Stavros Halkios guy? Dude, I love him. 
You, you sent me the clip. I was already planning on watching it. He's so His stand-up was so good. Have you uh, have you ever listened to Town? I started listening to it. Yeah. It's good. I mean... You have people another say podcast? Cancel culture? Yeah. Oh, with um, the basketball one? Yeah, with Sam Morell, who's another comic that I really like. I've actually I seen Sam Morell in real life. Wait, when did you uh, see Sam Morell? Like, sometime in the fall. Like, October something? He was hilarious. He's, he's so funny. He's in Chicago tonight, actually taping a new special. I didn't know that. Oh, actually, I did. I looked up tickets recently. Or not, like, super recently, but, like, a couple months ago, I saw that. Tom Segura is an indie this weekend, and, like, his show still has tickets available to it. I've never, like, actually listened to his stand-up. Him or Tom, um, he, he does a lot of stuff with Burke Kaiser. Yeah. Um, I've never actually, like, listened to his stuff, but I, I might buy a ticket, because I feel like he's probably decent. It's good, not great. Um, I've seen, I've, I've listened to one of his specials, and then I've watched one on Netflix, and, like, they're entertaining, but they're not, like, the funniest things I've ever heard. I really like stand-up, going to, like, see stand-up comedy. Yeah. I I went and saw Tim Dillon recently. He's really funny. Bill Burr is coming to Bloomington. He's doing a show in Assembly Hall. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that's going to be crazy. Although apparently he just put out a special that blows ass. Yeah, apparently it sucked. I must want to like watch it. But like it, it almost seems like it's one of those things because you know how like there's there's a certain humor to like bad comedy. And then there's just, uh-huh. like, straight up, like, this isn't funny, and, and it's not, like, so bad that, like, I can get joy out of it that way. It's just, like, this is, <coughs> like, unwatchable. It's and not I, so I bad, it's that. good, it's just bad. <coughs> yeah. I'm like, you okay, dude? Are we going to record yeah, a live death on the phone? One fourteen, one hundred right now. Boston up on the Warriors. Two minutes left. Gone. We could probably start wrapping this thing up here. The Warriors are taking the starters out. Yeah. Um, this was a cool little thing we did tonight, Con. It's like we're watching the game together. Yeah. I wonder how this will. And I'm just like thirty you, uh, seconds ahead. Yeah. If you're listening, let us know what you thought of this. Like, was this was this good? Was it annoying because you already watched the game and you, you're kind of getting some like half-assed commentary about <laughs> what's going on? So if you watch it, you can kind of be like, oh, they're like at that point in the game. Or are you like, this is this is just annoying? Since I know that Command Con is a loyal He's listener, listener now, yeah, uh, dude, the way that he complains in our sports group me about the refs, you would think that the Warriors and the Heat were out here, like, shooting Celtics players. <laughs> like, just coming up and, like, hitting them with baseball bats. What was the one? There was one where he was complaining about a call, and then Marcus Smart, I think it was in the Eastern Conference Finals, or maybe it was when they were playing the Bucks. I think it was when they were playing the Bucks. He, like, decks a dude. Like, tackles him, basically. And just radio silence. And I was like, dude, like, what, do, what are we doing here? Come on. Come on. Dude, Command, Command was disappointed in me, Con, because I said Warriors in five. And I wow, meant to send him now. my explanation. Bef- I meant to send him my explanation for that, but now he's going to have to listen to hear- Yeah, now he's going to have to listen to the pod to hear it. And Command, you see, um, it's a widely known thing at this point that the Celtics are my second favorite NBA team. So I win either way, Command. The Celtics win the championship, I'm happy. The Warriors win in five, and my prediction's right. I'm also happy. Well. No loser here. Well, well they can't well, win in five now, so. Yes, Warriors in six could come true as well, <laughs> or seven, which would also. I'd be happy if the Warriors win too, so I'm winning every situation come in. Yeah. I, uh. 
I, I definitely don't hate the Celtics. It's weird because like like I think of Celtics fans as I don't know. I always liked Boston growing up. Like I loved the KG Ray Allen like those teams, mm-hmm. and it's just it's weird because this team doesn't feel as historic as some of those other teams out of Boston. Historic, no, but this team has definitely like earned it. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I, I like the journey of this team so far. So I think them winning this, like, you know, Jason Tatum getting one this early is like a crazy, you know, yeah. add to his legacy for how long he's gonna play. And it's also just a giant middle finger to like we said earlier, all the people that said they needed to break up Tatum and Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although Jalen Brown is playing like the finals MVP right now. Dude. That would the Jalen Brown better than Jason Tatum, or that would work. That would work big in your favor. You could send that gone. Yeah. Although they had pretty identical stat lines tonight, other than our boy Jawan Morgan in the game right now. Are you grad? Oh, it's gonna get a point, Jawan. Get a point. Do something. Do something. Do something crazy. Is oh, Romeo Langford still on the Celtics? No, he's on the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not doing great. Love Romeo, love Romeo, but not a, uh, not fantastic. All right, Colin. It's one sixteen, one hundred thirty-one seconds left. You want to wrap this yeah. puppy up? I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Sound uh, soccer. This was a fun. This was a fun little experiment, Colin. I'd be down to mm-hmm. do it again. You know. In the future, Colin and I, yeah. you, you know, this would be crazy to do on Twitch, Colin. I've seen people do this on Twitch before. That would be hella fun. Um, doing this in real life would be fun, you know. Um, so this probably isn't the last time you guys will see us do this. Let us know how you thought it was, Ren. Um, Ren, your, you know, your commentary means a lot to us. Please let us know how we did in this yeah, and if you'd like to hear another one. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Men's NBA podcast. Leave us a like. Leave us a rating, and we'll see you soon. Peace.